0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, we are official. You already know what time it is, man. Welcome to the Sideline Guys. You are on the sidelines with the Sideline Guys. I'm your host, your favorite neighborhood mediator. You already know your boy, Dwayne. And of course, joined by a great panel of hosts. As you know, we got, well, we got our Philadelphia faithful, our Boston faithful, (laughs) if you will. Uh, (laughs) So I'd like to welcome Mr. Sammy and Mr. Derek, yes, how you sir. doing, fellas?
1: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How y'all doing? Great, man. Doing all right, man. Got a got a lot of talk. It's very interesting getting into the NFL today. A lot a lot of moves in my fantasy football league. So, oh yeah, very for sure. Heavier stuff.
2: Heavier stuff.
0: Uh, so fellas, uh, I guess. What a week it has been, Uh, starting with you guys yet again on a roll. Those Eagles.
1: Hey, what did I say? Prime time, man. They show up for prime time. I said my hot take last week that they were going to win because I didn't have to work at night, and they did. So I'm predicting another win this Sunday. Oh, you're not working Sunday? No, not at night. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to (laughs) win.
0: Hey man, it's looking great, man. Top of the division. It's lonely at the top, as they say.
2: Hey man, Imagine it is you know. what it is. I, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> Derek, you still, you still seem so. I'm
2: not. My I'm not not, not. 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 I'm not down on the, on them. You know, it is what it is. I, it's just that that I just, I don't even care about talking about the Eagles until once they get to five hundred, I'll be a little more, you know jovial in discussing them. (laughs) Let's just say that.
0: (laughs) Say less, say less. Well, fellas, let's go ahead and get into some NBA talk real quick. There was a couple of NBA headlines we got in store. And I'd like to really start this thing off by talking about a possible rumor or or a a scenario that's been out there and discussed amongst people in the basketball world. As everybody knows, Daryl Morey had stepped down his position with the Rockets, but apparently is now with the Philadelphia 76ers organization running things on that side. So, because of that move, there's talks going around that a certain Houston Rockets star shooting guard could possibly maybe on the move and package to be sent over to Philly, dare I say. Now, if this, this is, again, just hypothetically speaking, there's nothing solidified in this. There's nothing completely true about this at all just yet, but it is in talks. It is in the air. It is out there. So, fellas, what are your thoughts? What do you think if this is this something that should happen? Do you think if it happens, what are the possibilities of each team getting better or being the same? What do you guys say?
1: So what I would say to that is I don't see that happening at all unless just, okay, so I'm assuming that the guy that Sixers fans would try to want to move between Embiid and Simmons is probably Simmons, right? I think we could all agree with that just because Embiid seems like the better player. I'm just assuming. Um, I wouldn't. Now, that would be – I would move Embiid see, that for Simmons. Thing, well, see that's the thing is though in the modern NBA that Simmons or Embiid is a better player than Simmons is. He just fit just because he can shoot a little. So if you just looking at it from the Sixers' perspective, right? I'm assuming they would welcome a move with some assets, some players, and then trying to get um, trying to get Harden. But it doesn't make sense for the Rockets because trying to pair Simmons with Westbrook, I feel like, is just not that wouldn't work. So, okay, you think, all right, if I'm the Rockets, let me go try to trade for for Embiid. Then, well, if they do that though, then if I'm the Sixers, I mean, granted, Harden is the, a better player, but I just don't think Harden and. Uh, uh, and simmons would be that great of a fit you know because simmons i feel like has to have the ball in his hands to be good whereas that's kind i mean i know he can play off the ball like defense and all that but i'm saying to be effective on offense he needs the ball in his hand whereas i don't it's it's the same as harden because if you watch the way that the rockets play right it's iso ball with harden and And um, in Westbrook, granted, they do, they still get their stats. They still get her assists. It's just because they dribble around and then defense starts to try to go towards them. And then PJ Tucker's in the corner and Macklemore, whoever the hell is in the corner. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's why they get their stats, but I just, I don't see it working out just because I don't think unless they can move Westbrook, I just don't see that working out like I just I, I just don't see it. So I think so my 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 thing
2: would be uh, that if Philly is going to try to move is they're, they're going to try to get Harden. Hypothetically, do you need to move Simmons at the same time cuz Horford's contract can be moved? Houston needs a
1: center. They're not going to want that. They don't It doesn't matter about what they it, it, I mean, listen,
2: listen. Houston yeah. is already messed up in certain aspects, but but Philly is more so the one that is desperate. Houston's not desperate. What do they need to trade uh sure. hard for? You see what I'm saying? What do they need to trade him for?
1: That's but what I'm saying. They don't cuz he has another year next year.
2: Right. Right. But it, if Hypothetically, you wanted to keep Simmons and Embiid for another year. Move, move Horford, move Horford, and and maybe even Harris. I mean, they'd have to get shooters though, either way, because last year they they relied on both Harden. I mean, both uh, uh, Horford and Harris to be the primary shooters. With I think uh, rival uh, NATO. Jay Rich. Yeah, Jay and Rich. Yeah, Jay yeah, Richard. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and and that was very little with them too. So it's kind of, I'll say like this, Philly to me is the team that I think needs to go ahead and just embrace the soft rebuild. Like, I, I don't see, I don't see uh, Embiid and Simmons working out anyway. Like, I think we've already seen their peak. Their peak was when Jimmy Butler was there. And, and that was, that was their window. That was it. If if Butler had stayed there, then you know I, I would say you could probably, if if Butler stayed there and you kept your shooters, I would say uh, 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 Philly is in the prime position, for uh, you know maybe like three or four years at that point. But there's nothing for them to do at this point. So it, it to me it would make it would make more sense to just go ahead and do a soft rebuild. But I don't know. I don't think Harden goes to Philly at all. In fact, I think if anything happens i think that uh philly would try to move and to uh to houston if you wanted to get let's say like a harden or or someone like that i think I, I think that would be the more enticing move but i don't see that i don't see Harden going to philly at all i see Harden staying in houston and i mean you go after yeah. maybe let's say at least like a, next year yeah at least and then maybe like go after a demarcus cousins or or dwight howard or someone like that like they're gonna need a center like there's no getting around oh,
1: dwight howard back in houston that would yeah. be fun
2: hey man <laughs> why not why not i mean they, but they they need to have a center so if they could do that i think houston's actually in a better position than, than philly is i don't think they're, they're not desperate they just yeah they i just don't see it happening with the
1: five. i don't yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it happening either. If I'm Houston, I'd rather just retool than, mm-hmm. than just get ridding, getting rid of Harden. I just don't see it. Uh, I don't think, it doesn't sound like from what was going on that Daryl Morey left on the best terms. Yeah. He probably doesn't really have a, nego- like he probably doesn't have the relationships to try to negotiate a deal anyway. Yeah. I think that would be more of a move once um, Harden's a free agent, but then you have to also realize by then well, Harden is going to be like 34. So, I uh, don't know. Yeah, I don't, he, he definitely won't be prime Harden at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what we do know uh, for sure is as far as the Houston side of things go, it appears that they have made their way towards a new coaching hire So a quick little fact, compliments of ESPN, is that Paul Silas became the first time NBA head coach, he became a first time NBA head coach back in the year of 1980. 40 years down the line, his son, Steven Silas, looks like he's going to become a first time NBA head coach for those Houston Rockets. Uh, So fellas, really quickly give your thoughts on what you think about that potential move and is this good for Steven Silas? Do you think this is a good look, or what do you guys got to say about that?
1: He's a Boston guy, man, from Massachusetts. I found that out the other day when I tried to look him up. Uh, I think he's a players guy. I think the guys will like him. Um, remind me again, where is he going? Houston. Houston, okay. So I think he is he's a players guy. Um, he was really well-liked in Dallas, from what it seems like. Um, and you know he's coming from one of the best coaches probably the NBA has probably ever seen I'm not saying he's the best but he's up there I mean Rick Carlisle's really good he's a Hall of Fame coach in my mind so Mm -hmm. um yeah I could see I could see him uh probably succeeding there I mean they're gonna have regular season success for sure um I think he's gonna help in that locker room I, I do think that you know, the Rockets have to get with the times. Um, in my mind, Robert Covington is not a center or powerful. I mean, maybe a power forward, neither, but neither he's, is not center. Center. <laughs> he's not a center. He's not. I think you roll with Westbrook Harden, uh, Covington, and Tucker, and then you see you get a center, right? I think Demarcus would be great if he's healthy, but that's a huge if. Um, Andre Drummond is probably opting out. I, I thought that would be a lot of if, if Andre Drummond could, but then again, they, they don't have enough money for that, but they never should have gotten rid of Capella in my mind. Never. Definitely should not have. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like
2: that they're uh, they're targeting Nate McMillan and Jeff Hornacek to be on the staff with silas i i think i think the staff that that's that whole coaching staff is going to be very interesting to watch they're going to be very interesting to watch uh so i i I like it i like it i don't i don't i know he's from the rick carlisle uh coaching brand uh coaching tree but um if i think houston is not far off from where they need to be in terms of personnel that's, I'm not saying that they're going to come out the West and win, you know, win an NBA title, but I don't think they need to. I know that I think there are some people that were panicking when, when they got bumped out of, the, out of the playoffs. I don't know that is so much of a panic time right now. They have a couple of pieces that they could probably move like Daniel house, PJ Tucker, uh, Robert Covington. Those are guys that can get value for. Um, so, see what you could do see what you could do because you're not look and honestly you're not being you're not going to be able to move Harden or westbrook those contracts are not going anywhere so you know try to see what you can get for, for the other guys and and, and retool I, like, I, like i said i think horford is a very good option he's a really good option I, he, he's he's someone that even if they didn't want to start which I think, I mean, he's, he's honestly in being in Philly, he's had less playing time. So it probably would be a, a, a good time to let, you know to, for him to start. But even if he's not starting, if you were to like go after uh, DeMarcus Cousins and then go out go uh, after um, Horford, I think you know you be, you'd be pretty good. Ennis his cantor might opt out of his contract. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't. I think, wouldn't get mad. I don't think if he did. Yeah, but I don't think Houston is far off either way. Like, but I think they have options at the five. It's just about you know what what takes place. But
1: hey, they, they Cantor, can the I think, best. would be a nice fit there. You I, know, th- I think Houston. he would too. I think he would too. Uh, they don't care about defense, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd <laughs> be a good fit. <laughs> Yeah
2: man. I, 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 but I mean they, they they I think they're 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 not far off from being able
1: to go far in the playoffs. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. I think well, they just
1: need a good good center. Yeah, there. Yeah.
0: Totally agreed, fellas. Well, speaking of you know, playoffs, and as we know, we've seen the end of the NBA season, even with its start and stop midway. Due to the coronavirus and now there have been talks on the restarts of the new season upcoming for this year. Talks have been discussed that likely they're going to try to get this thing started prior to Christmas Day. So, fellas, how are you feeling? Are you excited to know that we just might be getting basketball on Christmas Day? Or are you kind of resentful and kind of ready for them to just start it at the top of the next year?
1: I,
2: um, so you know how I felt about this season resuming, right? Like I, I wasn't a fan of it, um, mainly because of the schedule being, for for this coming season being chopped down. If they're able to start it around Christmas time, you're not losing too much time going into the following season. So I think they could do a shorter season starting around Christmas uh and then just go I mean you don't even need to have a, a all-star game at that point right there's not there wouldn't even be an all-star game at that point I don't think but I'm not mad at it I mean that's what that's what 60 games I think roughly a little more I I'm fine with it I'm fine with it I I, I just I don't know it's 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 a fast turnaround from from the finals which is going to be weird i um, because that's that's not something I'm used to but I'm looking forward to it I think there's a lot of stuff that that's uh going to take place anyway the
1: I'm looking forward to the draft so
2: I don't know man this this
1: offseason breaking short. news breaking news I don't know if anyone sorry sorry to interrupt this literally just came out like a few minutes ago that uh, Trevor Lawrence has COVID.
2: Shocking. So,
1: little, <laughs> little, little uh,
2: shocking. I, look, it's going. Look, this is the exact reason why I don't think that the NFL is going to have a full season at this point. If the if the if the uh, if college can't, I don't know, man college and well college is less
1: college is i don't know if you guys have been seeing this that the the games right that if you've been watching any of the games some stadiums have been like limited in seating but like i don't know if anyone saw the cotton bowl game no for the red river red river rivalry sorry between oklahoma and texas there's no way that stadium was at like it was probably at three quarters, maybe half capacity. People were so close to each other, not wearing masks. I mean, like college football has has less of a, for sure, they have less of a like restrictions when it comes to this thing. So, yeah, yeah this I think is, they,
2: this is going to, that and, and see, even even with the NBA, like I don't know like how you're able to properly evaluate talent for the draft, right? So like the draft, I think it's gonna be like next month, like with all this going on, I don't know, the NBA itself, to they, like they know what they're doing in terms of of doing this uh, uh, blocking, but that's actually something that I, I never uh, saw in terms of an update. Are we having these bubbles for this coming season? Like if we're gonna start in December, where, what was like, where do we play? You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, I know for, for this, is no way they're gonna have fans in in the in the arenas, right? There's there's no way. Like, this is this is uh-huh. way too close. This is way too close. I don't see how you do it. I know the M- NFL came out this week and said that the Super Bowl is gonna have, I think, like twenty percent capacity, and all somewhere in that range. And then, like, in the state in the um, the stands. Uh, the fans will be in like these little tube things or something like that with wearing, you know, with them having to wear masks and stuff like that. I don't, I like just uh, in general across all the sports, I don't know how all of this is going to go back to full capacity anytime soon. So, like, if the NBA is going to come back in December, like, I'm less concerned about a start date than I am about knowing what the location is for the bubble that's that's my, uh, and my concern
1: and a little i know we don't really talk about this sport on a uh, on the podcast but definitely i'm trying to you know integrate some things i talked to a buddy of mine that works for an organization you know he's pretty well pretty well connected throughout and he said that um that hockey is going to try to come back at full capacity when now i don't see that happening this coming season this since starting in january yeah wow
2: i yeah, I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't know how that works i really don't i really don't cuz this this is going to end up delaying all this stuff like unless there's an a, a mandate a government mandate of, like wear a mask and, and all that stuff. I don't know how, I don't know how you can have full capacity. I feel uncomfortable at a store. So I, like going to a sporting <laughs> event, isn't going to really be, you know, too comfortable. I'm, I'm not going to anything in, in the next year or two, but, I don't know. That's just my main concern with the NBA. Like, are you going to, are you going to do bubbles? Are you doing multiple, uh, are you doing one central bubble like you did with, with the, for the uh, playoffs? Or are you going to do multiple? Like, that's my main concern. I don't even care about if it started in December. I I could care less if it started in December or January. It doesn't matter to me if we're going to have a season either way, but it's just about like how that goes.
1: Yeah, i'm hoping that they find a way to do this um i hope i just i miss going to games i miss being there i don't know i have this running oh yeah here so we go back uh, i'm sure he'll join back but uh, i'll finish what i was saying um i have this running theory that i think the the virus or the the um what they call the the vaccine is going to come out like right around election day or like shortly after just to make whoever got elected into office look good that's my running theory so we'll see I, if i'm wrong
2: look either way probably but i i just i don't even see how a um i don't even see how a, a, a vaccine would help at this point for the simple fact that is from what i understand they're not even like completely done with the trial versions of it right so i don't know how you do any of that stuff right now like to come out with something like that right now and then you you have to have a a vast amount of it uh to be able to provide it for everyone i just don't know how any how all this gets fast-tracked at this point so the the nba is going to be very intriguing uh, simply for the fact that I don't know what their plans are, are, but I have full confidence in the league, knowing, seeing what we just saw <laughs> over the last what two uh-huh. or three months. I have, I have, a I have complete confidence in Adam Silver and what the league in general. Oh
1: yeah, about. I have full trust in him. I think that you know I could see a situation where. Even if they want to have some capacity. Um I think let me ask you this. How interesting would this be? So you know how hockey games right they have plexiglass, yeah. right? Yeah. Um what if they put up plexiglass? No, no, you probably run into a lot of injury then with players diving out of bounds. Yeah. I was wondering like
2: But that's not but a like, bad idea. If, Cause think about what it.
1: if you put the plexiglass like in row 10 or something and no fans can sit that close right yeah yeah that
2: that that could work work. that could work but at the same time it in like so I'm a germaphobe so I start thinking about it in in different ways right yes the the plexiglass would be good right there but guess what all it does like let's say there's someone in the audience that has COVID all all that is going to do is push the germs up and then circulate in the air from there and 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 come down because because AC is blowing through the through the through the building, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> in my eyes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can have plexiglass, you can have all this other stuff. There, it's still going to be present. You know, like I, so. It to me, I think the NBA would be uh, uh better suited to do what they just did bubble again yes i don't i would love to go to a game like i don't want i don't want to sound like like i'm i'm against going to games i love going to games but if i had to sacrifice going to see the celtics play this coming season uh in person just for them to for the league to be able to continue to run and and we have these games i'm fine with it I'm fine with it. The problem is, just like logistically, what do you do with bubbles? That's it. That's to me. That's the biggest issue. Outside of that, I don't see what, what the NBA has to worry about.
0: All right. So, legit, we'll see. We're on standby. Like I said, nothing's completely solid and locked in. However, time will tell on what the NBA is doing. Uh, so, just stay tuned with us. Keep it locked. Because as we find out, as you guys find out, we'll definitely be here to discuss it and see when everything's like an official. So, fellas, real quick, let's get into some NFL talk, which is the main meat of yes, what sir. we're talking today. So, uh, well, <laughs> very interesting week seven, I would say. Yeah. There was only one unbeaten left unstanding. There's one left standing. And I must ask you, fellas are the Pittsburgh Steelers the best team in the NFL right now
1: uh, right no. now no I think the Chiefs I still think it's the Chiefs. yeah
2: I don't I don't think record tells everything. Mm-hmm. I mean the Steelers look really good.' I'm, I'm not gonna say they're mm-hmm. not, but there are other teams that look better. They just optically That's look That's so to Almost me, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I listen, I just don't pay attention to 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 record in, in uh, specifically when, when we're talking about who's better. Like I think you could have a team that has a worse record that could actually be a better team. Like like Sammy said, the Chiefs, I mean, they just got Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> so, you see what I'm saying? Like the the Bucks just got Antonio Brown, and that they look. I mean, th- just think about it. You have Mike Evans, Chris God, uh, Chris uh, Godwin, and Antonio Brown on top of and Rob Gronkowski. See, I don't say on top of, ground, of Gronk, a but like, and then you have Leonard Fournette. You know, like like that. And Ronald team.
1: Jones is having his best year of his career.
2: Yeah, so can't forget this, your favorite
0: running back, Shady McCoy.
2: Yeah, he's, he's there too. I forgot about that. <laughs> but <laughs> rare. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting on the bench. That's fine with me. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a there are. I like a lot of teams this year. A lot of teams look good this year, and and including your Titans, Dwayne. You you guys are you you're killing it. So I like. I don't. I don't. I don't downplay what the Steelers are doing. The Steelers look phenomenal. You know, I mean, we made uh uh was his name? a uh, Claypool. We made him look like a hall Ricky of famer, was an all-star. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they Ben Ben Roethlisberger, I had my doubts about him uh last year coming back. I knew he, you know, last year there was talks. There's really been talks about him retiring for like the last 3 or 4 years, I think. Um I think he's even kind of like hinted at it but he actually looks pretty good you know he looks pretty good so I don't know and then you can't even forget about the Seahawks Seahawks lost a tough one they
1: did they did so I don't know this is I uh, think the Cardinals are really good they are I think no one's really talking about them they're pretty good they are really good they're really
2: good and I I don't know. I just I there are a lot of teams that that uh, I think you could just have in that conversation. I don't I don't think anyone would be wrong about saying the Steelers are the best team in the league. I just I just personally don't think they are though.
0: Agreed. I can understand that, fellas. All right, Sammy, what about your intakes? Did you get some um any extra thoughts to add to that?
1: Um, sorry. No, uh, like I said, I still think the Chiefs are the best. Um, I don't know, because I've been saying I'm going to ride with my, my. Um, I'm gonna ride with my, like what I've been saying, who's going to go through the Super Bowl. Still think it's the Ravens. Haven't really talked about them getting Yannick. Their defense just got no. better. And there was some crazy statistic that the best pick that they gave up was like a third or a fifth. And they ended up with like Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters, Yannick. I mean, that. Whoever their GM is, I want him on the Eagles because, like, that dude (laughs) has done a masterful job. I mean, they just got better, and they were already really good. So, yeah. I mean, gosh, their front, their front line is what, Yannick? They have Calais Campbell, uh, Brandon Williams, still got Derek Wolfe. I mean, yeah, they have a lot of power. They have a lot of power. Lot. And they have some good linebackers. Patrick Queen. Patrick that, Queen looks phenomenal. I mean, oh my god. I he mean that phenomenal. team they got Marlon Humphrey and Marcus yeah. Peters. Still got Jimmy Smith. I mean, that that and their offenses. I mean, this is if I were them, right? This is I would probably go after a wide receiver in the uh in the draft. But man, they are. They are good. I think the only. And who problem... knows if Dez Bryant can do anything? If he can at least come in, yeah. show that he can still do stuff, yeah. just to give them a red zone threat, right? Other than Mark Andrews, I mean, my gosh, that and and Lamar what do you Jackson expect from... isn't even what you... playing. What do you expect I, from you... that, I, 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 I,
0: I Don't jump ahead. Bro. Okay, like okay.
1: I said, <laughs> I think I think they're going to the Super my Bowl. Bad. I said I We're still think to it's. Getting... I think it's still going to be the Seahawks and the Ravens, like I've been saying.
2: The only thing I think the Ravens have to worry about uh, are the Chiefs. Like they, that's literally the only thing they have to even worry about. I don't. And think, they
1: play Pittsburgh this weekend, though. Yeah, that's so gonna we'll be a see. great
2: game. That's gonna be a great game. I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 I can't add anything else to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, just don't forget, Derek. Not the team that also knocked them out last year when they were number one seed. Oh that's yeah. Not here oh, oh, there oh, So yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Say, let's 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 go on i'm glad that Derek he tried to jump ahead of me a little bit yeah Sammy, sammy did as well but this is transitioning to my next quick subject for you gentlemen interesting thought we saw two teams make some interesting uh acquisitions and some call them upgrades some just call them acquisitions that are x factors if you will on terms of if they excel they're that much more dangerous and if not It's a toss up and it's just, hey, it was a great ad and it is what it is. So, fellas, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers adding Mr. Antonio Brown and the Baltimore Ravens adding Mr. Dead Bryant to their squad, fellas, which two receivers of the two do you see making a bigger impact for their team?
1: So you said between Antonio and Dez Bryant, was
0: oh, it? That is correct.
1: Uh, I don't see Dez really doing much. I mean, he's on the practice squad. Um, he's been out longer than, and he's coming off on a of torn is it ACL or Achilles or something. Yeah, I uh so. I Achilles. don't. I don't see him. Yeah, he hasn't played in a few years. And I was actually watching his he's been putting out like these workout tapes to make him look good. Mm -hmm. Um, And granted, I know he's a lot more athletic than me. I know that, but it doesn't look like he's moving (laughs) with much speed, you know? Yeah. He's kind of just big. And the guy he's working out with is like this little guy. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, I definitely think it's Antonio. Um, I mean, we all saw, right, Antonio hadn't played for like a while and then he he gets into like the Patriots after one week, right? Yeah. Falls out. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's Antonio. I think he's going to make the big And just <laughs> coupled with the fact that Evans is going to get, you know, he's, I know Evans isn't playing well. Apparently he's not healthy. Um, he's not getting looked at, which by the way, traded Mike Evans for Austin Eckler in a fantasy league. But, um, I'm still wondering if I need to trade Mike Evans. <laughs> I I think he's going to do really well this week just because there's no Godwin. Yeah. Um, and they're going to play the Giants. Um, yeah, everybody's going to eat in that game. I would say... I would say... Um, that just because they're going to get... he's, I just think Antonio just because... Evans and Godwin are just going to get a lot of attention. Uh, You can't really double now anyone on that. I mean, they're just – there's so much talent um, offensively. And they're actually really good defensively. I don't know. They might make some noise. Um, Who knows? Maybe they beat – they're better. I don't know. We'll see. They're really good, man. They're really good. They, they. I think it's gonna be between them and between between them and Seattle. I do think Seattle's still a little better, um, but we'll see. See, my whole thing is like I know
2: to answer your question, Dwayne is it'll be Antonio Brown because of the fact that we like like Sammy said, Dez is gonna be on the practice squad, but even if he uh, like makes the main roster. I think he'll be very effective because of his red zone threat. But here's a real question, uh, like to branch off of that: Antonio Brown still has another court date. Like, if he were to get charged with, I, I forget what the, what the the uh, what that case is about, but if he were to get charged, like. I don't even know if he's going to my whole question is does he make the whole season because I don't know if he's even going to be available to to be a threat (laughs) you see what I'm saying like that that's my main question about Antonio Brown because I I, I know in terms of what he's able to do on the field for sure he's going to he's going to be crazy but I don't know. I think it's gonna be very interesting. Interesting to see what uh, what he does bring to to the table. Because Tampa Bay is gonna be stupid if if Antonio Brown plays this season. They're gonna be stupid this year. I, I mean, and they took some uh, a couple of hits uh, on their team already. But yeah, they're gonna be phenomenal this year if, if if they can keep going. They're gonna be they're gonna be good. They'll make some noise.
0: Very interesting. You guys say that uh, personally. I am one to think quite on the other side of the spectrum here. I'm actually going to go with Des Bryant. I feel like there's something in this. I there know saying. why. Now, I know with Achilles, I know Achilles's are always tricky. But there's yeah. something like, here's the thing. Before that Achilles injury, Des already had something to prove,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not in terms of talent, but in terms of the stench that Dallas left over him. As right, right. he's uh he's that TO vibe of like he's a locker room killer, he's a team vibe killer.
2: Cancer, cancer to the team.
0: You know, cancer yeah. to the team. Yeah. yeah. Comes to New Orleans, rejuvenated, refreshed. People were automatically excited just because anytime you link up with Drew Brees and you give him another weapon, yeah. you already know there's gonna be a lot of trouble. But unfortunately it was met by in Achilles territory, to where we never really got to see what that could have been.
2: I was excited to see him with, with Drew Brees.
0: I was. I was yeah. as well just to see how that would have factored in just for him to show. And so here we are now yet another dynamic quarterback may not be Drew Brees but is probably arguably just as good in a sense of the fact that he's a double dual threat mm-hmm. and the fact that he can He's proven that he can throw the ball when need be, but is also one heck of an athlete that can evade and can run and escape, which because of his primary focus
2: mm-hmm. from
0: defenses allows the floor to open up for a guy like this to prove what he can still do.
2: Well, I, and I see where you're coming from. Cause I like, that's actually why I was kind of, at the beginning kind of like iffy too. Cause I, I like, that point of view is is for sure a uh, uh, valid um my whole thing is just you know it's a question mark on both of them because does Des actually get to the main roster does antonio brown you know have the and will he play one and two is he okay with not being targeted heavy because that's what bruce arians alluded to beginning of this week right like he said Mike Evans didn't even catch a ball until the fourth quarter, which I felt that in my fantasy team, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like that hurt. But like, it's that that's that's the main thing with him. Like, is he okay with not getting those targets? Because you had Tom Brady has a lot of guys to target out there, and yeah. all these weapons, and 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 that's with you have like a ton of rep weapons on receivers. You talking about? in the backfield, you know, that there's a lot of a lot of things he can go with uh, on, on that side too. So it's like Antonio Brown might not I don't even know how many targets he was he was uh averaging in in uh Pittsburgh. Um I can't even talk about his one game in in New uh New England, but I mean dude, I wish I had him on my fantasy team that day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wish I had him that day. But that if if, if he's game. yeah, but I mean he'll be a he'll, he'll he's easily a deep threat like he's a deep threat, Mike Evans is a deep threat. Uh, Chris Godwin is a deep threat. So they like like Sammy said, their defenses won't be able to double double team them this year. Like that's going to be hard. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a posing question that we will find out one week at a time. Uh, now in terms of what you mentioned with Tampa Bay, that's why I don't really choose Tampa Bay in terms of Super Bowl no matter how many times they, keep, the more yeah. they load themselves, the more I actually go against that possibility because yeah. of so many targets. <laughs> yeah. Because it reminds me of, again, Derek, I told you this in text, reminds me of your Philadelphia Eagles some time ago with all Jones. the weapons they had when they had Michael Vick, Vince. Oh, Hill. yeah. Yeah. They had, yeah. Uh, I believe that was Jeremy Michael, Macklin. Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun McCoy. Uh, Namdi Asamoah, who they signed mm-hmm. on defense. And what did mm-hmm. he do? Right? All that money. Uh, and then, of course, uh, who was that lineman from that Packers Super Bowl team that came straight to you guys as well? I believe, uh, oh, gosh, I can't think of him right now. It was a lineman that know. came fresh off of the Super Bowl championship with the, with the Green Bay Packers. And he ended up right there in Philly. And it was just... With that accusation on top of Namdi Asamoah and then the weapons you guys already had had people automatically putting you guys right there in Super Bowl contention and Derek I know you remember the hype and I also know you remember how the season turned out
2: you know what I say like this a lot of times when bad things happen I kind of I'm able to kind of like put it out my head <laughs> just so <laughs> I could like move on but yeah I know I, yeah it is there's been several times that's happened oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another another example yeah. <laughs> uh, out of
0: a team that is not your team, another yeah. example that I bring up is the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, the, when the Browns.
0: Added, Terrell Owens. Ah, the Browns. More recent example. Yeah. Tons of weapons. Tons of weapons. So it, it just, I mean, and then the division is already showing how competitive it is. Mm-hmm. You have Carolina right now who's on top of Atlanta currently. If they win, you already know that when
2: when they win there's no way they lose this game <laughs> Atlanta's I don't, allergic I don't, to I don't, winning
0: I don't, I don't hold it out I don't hold <laughs> it out but like I said we'll see what happens um nonetheless you have that and again New Orleans is still New Orleans so mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot that can factor oh, into what's yeah going they're on. they're
2: they're in a tough division there, there's no there's no easy way to win in that division for for any team in all in all honesty um, yes. I mean, let me not even say that the Falcons aren't winning the division. that That's that's not even a possibility for them. So they're it's cooked. between it's a three team race. <laughs> it's
0: that's a three team race. <laughs> that's really they're cooked, ready to yeah. go in the oven, and yeah yep be consumed for the next year it's Yep. Okay. as as uh, every
2: year then, for them for some reason
0: <laughs> so uh but yes those those are all great examples and that just would lead me to just be a little skeptical and we'll see on time how it goes if i'm wrong i'm wrong but yeah i just don't have the tampa bay buccaneers in my radar in terms of just because the weapons are there that's all well and good, but at some point you gotta feed the ones that are there, you know. So, it's, it's killing people on fantasies right now, man. Like, I, ah, no. I don't have, I don't, I have this guy. He should be balling out because Tom Brady's throwing to him, but he's not. Yeah, you know, the other weapons it, to feed, and that's the dangerous side.
2: That that definitely hurts in fantasy. I, I mean, there's a lot of like I said, I said I have um, Mike Evans, but uh, I also have. Um, I have Chris Godwin in one of the league. So it's you know, you know that uh, I have in one league, I have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And the, the struggle that I have with that is like, who's going to actually get targeted? Because guess what I did this past week? I started DK Metcalf over Lockett for the simple fact that in previous weeks, Lockett was, he was, he was still, he was still playing well, but he wasn't getting targeted heavy and guess what happens the first play of the game he gets this long ball like the long bomb from from uh from Russell uh, russell wilson so like it's 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 a tricky game to play like it's almost i'm at the point now where in fantasy i don't know that it's smart <laughs> i don't know if it's smart to to only get one receiver like if you have so there are multiple teams with multiple receivers right you have see mm-hmm. uh seattle you have Tampa Bay. Uh, what are the teams like that? Um, Baltimore. Um, you can say even Pittsburgh now. Uh, those those are the teams that have receivers that that could be targeted heavy one week and then not targeted heavy the next. New England is a team that I've noticed um, is you can't lean on any one receiver or running back because it's it's mainly based upon game plan uh with Bill Belichick in terms of who's going to get you know what I'm saying like who's going to get heavy, a target heavy so it's like you know like you can't get anyone on 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 uh the patriots to be reliable because week one week they, they'll have big points for you and the next week they're they're not registering anything so that's the I think that's one part of one aspect of fantasy football that um, that doesn't get talked about a lot is is the 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 targets um, in terms of who you're going to play week by week. It's it's really it's really interesting. I, I I do hate it though. I do hate it because it's it's hard to distinguish who's going to actually. And I am pissed I didn't put Tyler Lockett in my lineup last week. Now one league I had him, but. Uh, in the other league, I, yeah, I chose Metcalf over locking and I, I regret that. I think I no, I lost that one. <laughs> I lost that one. I lost that one because I didn't put Lockett in. That's what it was.
0: I'm telling you, man. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a tricky, tricky, tricky cause when that happens. So I mean, take it as a Titans fan. That's what I, I know what you mean. I've had that. Oh yeah. Before, when trying to pick, and and when AJ Brown took that sore in his rookie year. I knew, okay, he's the guy I can always count on to grab first because yeah. Corey Davis is a guy who's a lot like Lockett. One day he could ball out and then have a, a stretch of games where he's okay or mediocre or non-existent. Mm-hmm. And on that team, you never know. Is Johnny Smith going to get the ball? You know A.J.'s going to get it. For sure. You know Derrick Henry's going to get it. But when in terms of other receivers, you're like, okay, they have the talent there. It's just who's going to get it outside of AJ. Yeah, will it be Adam Humphreys, will it be? You know, so I can I can understand that. And to my fantasy players out there, you just have to definitely pay attention to who leads in in receiving for sure. Uh, so, example with Carolina, who also has quite a bit of sneaky weapons. They do. Robbie Anderson clear is clearly their number one target right now, which is weird because DJ Moore is normally a guy. So, you're not wrong with either one because I have DJ Moore. D.J. Moore is producing. Yeah, He may not be leading the the league in receiving, but he is producing. He gets touchdowns. So, Robbie Anderson is giving you receiving yards, and he's killing it. So, you can't go wrong with either choice. I wouldn't necessarily recommend having both of them on the same lineup,
2: but... If you're able to, though, if you're able to get both guys that are on one team, like, say, for example... Someone's able to get Mike Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like I don't think that's a poor strategy. Um, it's just it's it, it's really horrible when Mike Evans doesn't produce. Like that's that's the only thing because it's like you could put one guy in flex and then one guy on on you know one of the main rece- receiving uh, spots, but if you do that and then someone's on your bench that is balling out, then you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's it's like what do you do?
0: What do you do? Yeah, what do you it's, do? It's,
2: it's based it's, upon matchups, really. It, like you, it, the best thing you can do is just look at who's matched up, you know, who's on defense, and 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 see what, if like if you know it like that.
0: It's 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 a gamble. It's the only well, way you can I, go. Speaking of gamble, I would like to get both your fantasy thoughts and your realistic thoughts on this next subject. Oh yeah. As we know, yet another top talent in the NFL suffered a major, major loss. The Cleveland Browns lost Odell Beckham Jr. to an ACL tour, an ACL tear. Unfortunately, in the process of getting this, from an overthrown ball that was intercepted by Baker Mayfield, in which all he was trying to do was make a play, and as a result, got hurt in the process. So now they were losing when he was in the game. However, mm-hmm. when he went out the game, they actually ended up coming back and winning the game. Now, arguably, that could be a case of bad Cincinnati, bad Cincinnati, good Cleveland, yeah. or it just. Two, you know, young teams or two should-be-better-than-what-they-are teams. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different arguments you can make in the case of why Cleveland won that game per se and more so did Cincinnati just lose the game. But I would like to know, overall, this impact, how do you feel this impacts fantasy owners and the Cleveland Browns in losing Odell Beckham?
2: Man, if you had uh, Odell in your, on your fantasy team as one of your primary receivers, uh, that's, I, I don't know. It's weird because that's another team where you go get someone that you think is going to ball out and then the other one gets targeted heavy, right? So you got Odell and Jarvis Landry there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, I don't know. I, I, fantasy wise I, like let me just say this not even just from a fantasy perspective but this season has to be the the one for the books in terms of stars that we have lost to injury
0: mm-hmm.
2: whether it's it's the entire season or a chunk of the season like this is this has to be a record bro this has to be a record because it seems like almost every week we're at week 8 now it seems like every week there's been someone that has had a catastrophic injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's very weird. And I I hope, I hope uh, Odell is, is good. Like, you know, moving forward. I don't know. So like, here's the thing. Do you move on from Odell or do you move on from Baker Mayfield? Cause I think the, I think the biggest thing would be moving from Baker Mayfield. Like that's to me, that's the most glaring one because I don't see how you have Odell Jarvis, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, who Nick Chubb is went down to like um I don't know how you have all these weapons just on your offense, not even talking about your defense. Like how you have all these guys and then all of a sudden you can't you can't produce. I, it, th- this to me is a Baker Mayfield issue. Like yeah, you could you could say should, you know what happened with Odell, like, it it probably could have been avoided, I guess, like, but it's a little bit, like, doing a little too much, you know what I'm saying, like, from Baker's standpoint, uh, uh, point of view, like, I don't know, I don't know, and that was the first drive of that game, right?
0: It was, I believe, uh, I know it happened early, very, very early in the game, now, me, myself, based off this, um, Based off of what Shannon Sharp had mentioned, Odell wasn't really much of a factor this year for the Browns, as mm-hmm. you would think, right? right, as you would hope. So, but also, if you're using the eye test, it's clear that Baker and Odell just don't have a connection with each other. Yeah. They don't mesh. They don't click.
2: Yeah. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think Jarvis Landry has thrown more touchdowns to Odell than Baker has this season. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I could be it mistaken. Seems,
0: it seems but it's,
2: it's very close. <laughs> very close.
0: They and shouldn't even close.
2: be. They shouldn't even be close to each other. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, it, it shouldn't even be a close thing.
0: It, it shouldn't. And to see, I would say bad Baker. But again, after Odell went out. They won the game. Baker and the crew balled out
2: for sure to make that comeback.
0: Sure. So, again, you can argue was that a case of comeback Browns, good comeback Browns, or bad Cincinnati, you know? But Joe Burrow's doing his thing as well. So, I mean, again, both defenses were torched. It's kind of one of those things you could go back on. But Baker may not be playing stellar, he may not be playing like Russell Wilson or playing like Kyler Murray or some of these other young pieces that you see balling out but they have a winning record they won that game Mm -hmm. after odell's injury uh i would say i mean this acl injury definitely changes everything now because now the sad part about this is this is prime odell and he probably won't be the same from this point on he'll still produce but in terms of burst speed the things that he had prior to this injury he may not be the same now
2: i don't i don't know I, because between so let's say this between an acl injury and an achilles injury the one you would want is acl one this is true so i don't if i'm not mistaken i think he's i think he's um he injured his ankle in new york right
0: that is true. Uh, I think that was actually when they were playing the Eagles.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't expect this to slow them down. Cause I I've had, I've had a torn Achilles. It takes a minute to get over that. Like if, and I'm not, I'm not a pro athlete. So pro athletes are able to, you know they have access to everything. Like the ability to come back from that is, significantly harder than than ACL it is significantly harder so I I think he'll be fine moving forward I think so let me ask you this let's say Sam Darnold was in Cleveland and not Baker Mayfield you think they still be having these issues
0: so I haven't paid a lot of attention to Sam Darnold because of the team that he plays for
1: yeah rightfully so Um,
0: and and it's, it's just I mean to be honest. Had he been on a better team, I'd pay more attention to him. I know he's he's good. I definitely know that. I remember yeah. in his rookie season, there were some 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 specs with the eye test where I was like, he's got potential.
2: Yeah, be, for sure. Be stellar. For sure.
0: But again, he's contaminated by the funk known as the New York Jets. And because they stink, it makes him look like he stinks. Yeah. Even if he doesn't. So if you swap the pieces it's possible he could but i wouldn't be surprised like i said i mean you need a change of scenery
2: mm-hmm.
0: don't necessarily know if cleveland might be the best change of scenery It'll for a step up
2: <laughs> <laughs> for The Dol- weapons, yeah because
0: of the weapons yes well so because of the weapons i could i could argue and say it'd be about the same
2: Crowder is good in New York, man. I mean, like for him to be able to produce with what they have, he like he needs to get out. He needs to go cuz you see Robbie Anderson what he was doing last year in Newton in, in New York, and now with him in Carolina, he is balling out. Well, like well, well. for for guys to be able to produce under such uh horrible um situations like I would like to see where, where, like, if Crowder is able to get moved, where he would go, how he would do, because I, I don't see how, <sighs> Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold is, is, um, he's doing his best, I love, but I think if you swap them out, we'd be seeing a lot of what we're seeing in Cleveland and in New York. I don't know that uh, uh, Crowder would be having such a phenomenal uh, uh season you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. if that if that's baker mayfield and, and, and that's that's his back that's his uh, quarterback so i i don't know i think i think cleveland needs to go ahead and move on from baker mayfield i think we've seen what he's capable of being mm-hmm. and maybe maybe you're right maybe this is a need for a change of scenery they you know what will be interesting what if they went and got ryan fitzpatrick
0: a lot of people have mentioned that
2: because that that would be a phenomenal move that'd be phenomenal if you could get Ryan Fitzpatrick in there but you
0: see now this is where because here's the thing Fitzpatrick's been mentioned but he you have a, a city in Dallas who also clearly seems no. to need a QB right
2: now no they don't need a QB Dalton they need it no no no, no. Dalton, Dalton isn't Dalton their is issue not. He he's not the best, but he's not their issue. Their defense is an issue. Their their coaching staff. You remember? But remember when I, when, when Mike McCarthy got hired? I told you, there's no way in hell. <laughs> there's no way in hell because you can't well, see taken. here. You can't tell me that you have Aaron Rodgers and you're like average with Aaron Rodgers. Matt Lafleur goes to to to, to Green Bay and they are they're bawling out. I. I I don't know. They're Ryan Fitzpatrick in Dallas wouldn't move the needle at all. Like, I mean, their defense for is just that receivers. trash. For, for, the, for the receivers. Yeah, for the receivers, it would be good. For, for Ezekiel Elliott, it would be good. Because he could have a, a, a quarterback that is a threat on the pass that would, you know, allow him to be able to get loose as well. But I I don't know. I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. Like, would it make sense for, for Ryan Fitzpatrick to go to Dallas? Sure. But I don't see that doing anything for them in terms of, like, being able to win the NFC East. I don't see it. Strength of schedule for the Eagles is significantly better than Dallas. The Eagles are actually getting healthier while the, while the Cowboys are getting worse. Wow, they again yeah, they get more they're 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 dealing more injuries by the week as well like I just I don't see it I don't see it plus the coaching staff is just significantly better than the Philly than than Dallas so
0: it's it's truth man I mean it, no matter how you flip it it's it's a it's a thing to talk about but I mean in terms of yeah you know, I do like the idea uh, you know if if you took Fitzpatrick and you brought him to Cleveland but again it just—it just—it depends on Cleveland. It seems like right now, they seem to be stuck on their guy being Baker. We may be talking otherwise. But yeah. yeah. It's up to the organization at the end of the day, and the organization, especially while they have this winning record, they seem to be. Oh, they're gonna rock! Well, they're gonna rock with him for real, Baker. for sure. So, no matter if it was Darnold, no matter if it was Fitzpatrick, no matter who you throw over there, Baker's still gonna be a starter. They don't seem like they're planning on trading him anytime soon. Uh, so time will tell. We'll see what happens as the time goes along. So that goes to show. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, yeah. I'd actually like to transition to a team, my favorite team, people that, that know, you know, Tennessee Titans land, came across a very interesting, interesting article on the Tennessee Titans website Mm -hmm. about Mr. Ryan Tannehill and how he measures up against all of the franchise starting quarterbacks in Tennessee history. Just in the first 16 starts.
2: Oh, this will be interesting.
0: This is going to be interesting. So ladies and gentlemen, I am going to read to you the top seven rankings from top to bottom. The statistics are going to cover completions. Touchdowns, interceptions, quarterback rating, and so much more. So, coming in right now at number one is Ryan Tannehill.
2: That's Literally. Crazy, man. <laughs>
0: 400. Here, check this out. Ryan Tannehill, right now, in his first 16 starts, y'all, is the number one ranked quarterback in Tennessee Titans franchise history off of this right now. Get this. 473 pass attempts, 327 completions, mm-hmm. with a completion completion percentage of 69.1, 4,188 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, seven interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 116.5. <laughs> That's
1: crazy,
0: <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, ladies and gentlemen. The same Miami Ryan Tannehill is right here in Tennessee, balling out as the starter within his first sixteen starts. So this is counting from the time he started to now.
2: Who would have ever thought we'd be talking about Ryan Tannehill this way, late like, ever?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's so. Check this out. This is where it gets. This is where it gets interesting, right? This is, this is where it's going to get interesting. So it, 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 I, I promise you, as we go down this list, uh, 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 you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. I, like, I can't believe this. So coming in at number two is the quarterback that Ryan Tannehill replaced, Marcus Mariota, with 506 pass attempts, 310 completions, A completion percentage of 61.3. Pass yardage at 3,743 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, 15 interceptions with a rating. Now, this is where it's a dramatic drop. His overall rating within first 16 starts is 86.8.
2: Wait, hold on. Tannehill is 160 what?
0: 116.5.
2: Oh, 116.5.
0: As a quarterback rating, and, his and this
2: is across start-up. 16 games, the first 16 yeah. games. The
0: first, so from the time he took the keys to this point,
2: <sighs> that's this wild, is what bro. he's
0: averaging in his first 16 starts. And how long so was he- Mariota there? Three years. Whew. He's been there since Jameis Winston has been in Tampa Bay.
2: Okay, yeah, that's about four, four or five. God. Okay. <laughs> that's crazy
0: right people so allow me to continue coming in at number three was the quarterback i personally forgot that we had i'm not even gonna lie i forgot that we had this man because i was so used to him in seattle i forgot he was in tennessee and i forgot
2: oh about yeah this era. yeah 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 matt
0: hasselback yeah ladies and gentlemen <laughs> comes in at number three within his first 16 starts this man has 518 pass attempts 319 completions, a completion percentage of 61.6, with 3,571 pass yards, 18 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 82.4 quarterback rating.
2: So, Ryan Tennehill, what is his contract right now? <laughs>
0: Ryan Tannehill's contract. Allow me to look that up for you guys right now. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on.
2: Because I think he could mess around and actually get like another, like, well, not another. He could just get a big payday. Because <laughs> I don't think he's had one. I don't think he had one in Miami, did he?
0: This man, yeah, I don't think so. Because I'll tell you, this man has a four-year deal with us at $118 million.
2: Okay. That's 62 pretty good.
0: million guaranteed. With ninety-one million in total guarantees and an average annual salary of twenty-nine point five million. I
2: you know what? Tennessee may have I don't want to be living in the moment. But I don't want to seem like recency bias or anything like that, but Tennessee may have, like, stolen Ryan Tannehill. Like, that (laughs) that may have just been, like, what did you guys trade for him?
0: You know what?
2: Because that's going to to to, be telling. Like, that might be thievery. Actually,
0: that's, that's the thing. He wasn't traded. We signed him in free agency as the backup. Oh, that's
2: right. To Mariota. Mm -hmm.
0: And then he took over the keys and he's been there ever since. Bro,
2: you know what? Congratulations, (laughs) man. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Oh, this, trust me. This was new. And how old is he? Ooh, that is a good question. Let's look that up on Ryan Tannehill's age. I know he's still a fairly young quarterback in his own right. Uh, Let's see. Ryan Tannehill is 32 years of age. So he's right in his prime. That's that not, yeah, that's play. not
2: bad, bro. That's not bad, that's man. Explains it I, off a four-year deal. Yeah,
0: he'll be,
2: what, 30, 35, 36 by the time that contract's up?
0: And we know quarterbacks, they have the longest lifespan. You could still ball like this at 40, possibly. You never know. You never know as long as the system remains. I'm
2: not mad at it, bro. I'm not mad at it. Tennessee, Tennessee did the right thing by signing him i was kind of skeptical at the at the um when they signed him to the contract i was kind of skeptical at first but seeing seeing what he's been able to do because i thought it was just that was sheer luck land as no way
0: and and let's There's remember no that was also before <laughs> they did this before they gave derrick henry his contract so right this is,
2: this right is, it's yeah it's
0: crazy And 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 this is where these rankings get even more crazy believe this believe me on this coming in at number four Arguably the greatest Tennessee quarterback
2: I was just about in the
0: franchise, Yeah, Steve McNair, within his first 16 starts. Now, imagine this in comparison to Tannehill. Within Steve McNair, the only QB to take the Titans to a Super Bowl. This man's pass attempts in his first 16 starts, 405 with 224 completions, 55.5. Three completion percentage. Check that out. Three thousand sixty-seven pass yards, seventeen TDs, eleven interceptions, with a rating of eighty-two point four.
2: That's crazy. And let me ask you this: Next to your fancy draft, you you draft. <clears throat> You draft your quarterbacks around like what round, depending on what where you're placed.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
2: people draft about like around three or four, five somewhere, and that's when they start going.
0: And, where are and you drafting depends Tannehill? on the quarterback.
2: Yeah, where are you drafting Tannehill?
0: Honestly, because
2: he's proven it now. So where he, where are you, you draft? He has
0: from? proven it because even even last year, because he's riding his way from last year to now. Yeah. So this yeah. is not just uh, oh, he's just doing this this year. No. Yeah. He did this last year too. Yeah. Now a lot of people will be like, oh, that was Derrick Henry, but it's like they slept on the fact they were sleeping on Tannehill because of Derrick Henry doing what he's doing. Now this is the year where he gets to showcase it on top of what Derrick Henry is doing. Mm -hmm. So I'd say he's easily about a four-fifth rounder at this point.
2: I'm not mad at it. Because
0: taking taking mind, you know, of course you got your Lamar Jackson's, you've got your Patrick Mahomeses, you've got you know, you're now Kyler Murray's because he's on everybody's radar at this point, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Russell he's, Wilson. he's Russell Wilson. Exactly. So he he's up there. He's definitely, like I said, I'll put him easily top four. You know, um, I would have had Dak in that too. But given the fact of his recent injury, we don't know what he'll look like coming back. People may be skeptical to draft him because they don't know what he's going to look like coming back yet. Will he be the same? We'll see. But easily, yeah, round four, round five tops for sure.
2: I'm not mad at it um, because that's the thing. Like, do you, do you draft him as your starting quarterback or do you draft him as your backup quarterback?
0: I definitely say draft him as your starter. I mean
2: – I'm not mad young, at it either way. Core. I'm in not mad core, at it either yeah. way. Yeah, because
0: now, that's – It also depends on what type of league you're into, though. Yeah. so if you're in a PPR league for example well then you know as long as this man has A.J. Brown Yeah. Right? now Corey Davis is arguable because he hasn't really made his case on if Tennessee is going to keep him I gotta look up his contract situation but given the fact that he was a first rounder he doesn't necessarily give you you know, he could be replaced. They could keep him. It, it kind of depends on management. A.J. Brown is a lock. Yeah. Because the big three is A.J. Brown at the receiving core. You've got Tannehill now at QB, and you've got Mr. Derrick Henry at running back. So every other piece, I mean, Johnu Smith, Now that's a piece you definitely keep. Yo, cheap, so, I like him.
2: Yeah. I like a, him. a
0: piece you definitely yeah. keep. Yeah. So, with with those type of weapons, the Adam Humphreys and 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 the Khalil rape the Khalif Raymonds and all mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. this this team, I definitely say yes. You you draft that man as a starter for sure. Um, but you know, if it, depending on who you picked up, let's say okay, for example, if you managed to get Lamar Jackson, obviously you'll start Lamar. Mm-hmm. And you'll have Tannehill as your backup in the event that Lamar gets hurt or in the event of, you know, just a bye week. Let's say Lamar's killing it all year and you just need somebody for your bye week, insert Tannehill, and it's like you never left.
2: Right. And then so, maybe
0: use him as trade bait for somebody who may need a QB.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm I, I think I'm gonna definitely target him as my backup. Like he, I he's, wouldn't be mad at it. He's definitely gonna be my my target. Um, I
0: I would not be mad at it, sir. Because honestly, it's either he's going to be again, depending on who you draft as your starter. Because
2: mm-hmm. I always try to get be, the top one of the top guys. Because I average, <clears throat> excuse me. Depending on like because the 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 leagues that I usually play in are about like ten team leagues. Mm-hmm. Somehow, someway, I'm like always like in the middle of the pack. Five four five or six, I'm usually somewhere in that range. So I like, depending around like the first two or three rounds, I'm definitely tra- targeting running backs, receivers, for sure. Those, those are for sure. But by around four, I'm already, depending on where I am and who's already off the board, I'm already, like this year, I think I targeted, I targeted, Mar- uh Patrick Mahomes, I think I have him in like four of my leagues. I targeted him like in the third round, which is high. That is high for a quarterback. Oh, yeah. But strategy wise, it helped. You know, like I was able to fill out while other people were, you know, doing certain things, I was able to look at others and while they were moved on to that, I could you know, so it, it like my defense, I, I drafted my defense. Pretty high too. Um, not nowhere near round four. But I definitely drafted. I think around like eight or nine.
0: That's smarter. smart. It's, and it's and backup.
2: My backup quarterback. this this year was was probably the 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 most unique in draft because I targeted my backup quarterback. I think around around seven or eight and like quarterbacks deep. Usually that's probably like the deepest position um, where you don't really have to worry about it. Cause you know, if you get a backup, it is who it is. Um, Cause you you most likely only have to play that backup quarterback like once or twice anyway. Um, But I targeted around, around, let's say seven or eight.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I got Drew Brees in one league. I got Carson Wentz. I got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers in like two or three leagues. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's, it's not it's yeah it's it's a, it's a it's a a big strategy. But Tannehill is on my map now. He's on my radar in terms of who. And it's weird to say that because Miami Tannehill made no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He made no but, sense the draft right, at but all.
0: Remember, remember. Adam Gase was in that same mind. Adam Gase. Yeah. So it's yeah. the Adam Gase effect. Hence why, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that's why you do not draft any quarterback that he has over. Okay? <laughs> and I I know Make he know.
2: Yeah, and I know he uh he gave over the play calling duties I think this past week. If I'm not mistaken, I think they actually won this week, didn't
0: they? They almost did almost the Bills they played. oh fact, that's right that's right
2: that's right that's right the but out. they played better this this week they played much better this week which is because he's not a calling divisional the plays.
0: game that's that's tricky divisional it is divisional
2: called, yeah it is divisional but the fact that easy. he wasn't calling the plays though <laughs> you see what i'm saying it's this that's 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 the thing i think um was the biggest significance for them so <sighs> i don't know man like i
0: said and I mean, this is not even the I again, here's a, here's a quarterback that I forgettably don't forget about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Notice how I said that in a twist. Yeah. Yeah. I never liked this quarterback in our franchise personally. Couldn't stand him. Never got into him. Don't know why we drafted him. And he's very forgettable. Jake Locker at number five. Wow. 466 pass attempts. 271 completions, a completion percentage of 58.2, 3,223 pass yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, rating of
2: 81.5. That's wild, and
0: that's wild, right? And and hold that's on, like I said it gets it, Tannehill is light years of, the, of these people right now, so check this out. Number six a guy who I definitely won't forget because he led us to that oh-so-10-0 start in that 13-3 season, Mr. Kerry Collins, old man Kerry Collins with 481 pass attempts, 271 completions, a completion percentage of 56.3, pass yards of 3,044, 12 TDs, 12 interceptions, With a QB rating of 73.3. And now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking after this one. Yeah. There's only one more name that hasn't been mentioned. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite quarterbacks. This blew me in my mind as well. But coming in at number seven, Vince Young with 400 pass attempts, 216 completions. A completion percentage of 54, 2,492 pass yards, 14 TDs, 14 interceptions, with a rating of 70.1. So, again, I say, people, Ryan Tannehill, light years ahead. Yeah. Any all-time franchise, Titans QB.
2: But, But think about it, too. Like... A lot of these guys played in a in a time where it was more balanced. Like the pass the pass was not as yes. Yes. you know, pronounced. Vince
0: Vince Young and Kerry Collins were in that era of running backs. They were in that era of where running backs were there was a time where running backs were completely the center of an offense.
2: Yeah. Which yeah. is
0: why when they look at us today with Derrick Henry, they say that's that old school smash is. mouth. Yeah, it was a Smash Mouth era, which Vince Young and Kerry Collins were a part of. The Chris Johnsons, the Mm -hmm. Neil Whites. You know, speaking of which, that actually leads me to another interesting. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I would never make this about my Tennessee Titans, but this is actually a football-related question, so I have to ask this. Now, Derek, I don't know if you came across this tweet, but there's a former, a former tennessee titans running back by the name of chris johnson Mm cj 2k who posted a tweet saying very simple in this tweet that the titans have the most all the greatest running backs of all time in their franchise now upon sitting there and thinking about it i almost wanted to say it was blasphemous but then i thought about it and i said you know what He's actually on to something. Now, just in franchise, because we know there's tons of running backs. But when you break down these franchises, and shout out to NFL Network, because they actually brought this up, and they actually statistically went down the line. Now, one team they didn't mention was your Eagles. Now, I know your Eagles come pretty close. In a Mount Rushmore, there's a top four. Mm Mm-hmm. So in your franchise history, who would you say are the Eagles' top four all-time running backs? Franchise history.
2: I mean, of course you have to put Sailor Sean McCoy, Ryan Westbrook. Definitely Um,
0: those two, for sure.
2: to be completely honest before, I didn't even, I wasn't watching the Eagles before uh the Donovan McNabb era before the dominant- so I was I I can't even tell you who else I would put up there I mean
0: stuff <clears throat> right
2: I think Miles Sanders is on the trajectory of being there Darren Sproles really? if you want to say Darren Sproles because he's one of the, the he's got a lot of records with the Eagles um I'm not mad at it
0: mm-hmm.
2: but Miles Sanders is the Miles Sanders is easily the 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 best all around running back that we've had since LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um I think for right now I'll I'll put I'll put LaShawn McCoy Brian Westbrook, um, I'll say Darren Sproles um, because he's got some stupid, stupid records. And I think Miles Sanders is on the trajectory of being there. It's literally just about getting that offensive line to to get healthy. That's, I think that's the biggest issue with Philly right now, that offensive line. Between that and, and um, I don't even wanna talk about it, but, yeah uh that's the biggest issue so i think once that line gets all the way healthy because remember we don't have brandon brooks this year we don't have um um what's my guy's name God, always do this um god i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be pissed that i'm blanking on his name later but um (laughs) our line is banged up. And the fact that we, uh, Isaac's, uh, Sam, uh, Samalo went down as well. Uh, Lane Johnson isn't healthy. He's got an MCL sprain, um, that I think he's actually trying to play this Sunday against the Cowboys, which if he does, I really, you want to know if another season ending injury is going to end up happening. If he gets back into that, into that game too fast, mm-hmm. he, his season's going to be done. Um, and then you got old man Jason Peters that can't. I mean, do dude, dude came a block of fly at this point. I don't even know what the hell – wrong. Like, dumb, but man. it's Miles Sanders would be on that list though. That. I I I think where he's going, he's on that. He'll he'll be he'll yeah, be there. there. He'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there.
0: It it just goes, but it, so I'm not. It goes, but I'm not
2: mad at that Tennessee Titans uh, comment, though. I'm not mad at
0: that. It, it's an interesting state. I mean, there's been a lot of cases of you know, and 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 when you think about other franchises, I mean, off top, think of some different franchises and tell me who, if you can name four of their best all time running backs. Dallas, <sighs> We've got Zeke right now, and that's even arguable because of the way he's been playing lately.
2: Bro, yeah, when you get Emmett your Smith. money and 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 do that, I I'm not putting you in that. So I'm not putting you in that. You don't you don't get your money and then just stop playing. i today's
0: that. era. Him being labeled as a top back, of course, yeah. the franchise is gonna look at him as a all time top guy because I guess you could say he's been their best back since Emmitt Smith.
2: DeMarco Murray had a really good time down in Dallas, though
0: a guy who's also people forget about part her. of the Tennessee franchise
2: yeah right after right after he came <laughs> after he left us right well,
0: season, yeah yeah See? yeah
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so he left us there. and then went because because Chip Kelly didn't know how to utilize him he always wanted to use him uh west east that. would never That's never go right. straight up he all, is always left to right he would never go straight up the middle it, it was I the weirdest thing that. weirdest thing I don't know that. how you utilize a guy like that and and how you have a guy like that and it don't actually would have been be nice less to properly. have
0: him that year fresh off of Dallas. But I get why you guys would have gotten him. You know, like, hey. Take yeah, it's
2: that, a revenge Dallas. thing. It's a revenge yeah. thing. Take it, that, it, that This week, we in week eight, we have two matchups that are going to be, like, exciting to watch from start to finish. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. Eagles, Cowboys. Those are some fun games, and it's going to be. Those are going to be hard-hitting games. I don't know if it's going to be high. Well, you know what? I think. I think in terms of competitive. In terms of being a competitive game, Baltimore and and uh, Pittsburgh is going to be significantly better, because Dallas is just trash on defense. They they are horrible. I think Carson Wentz is actually going to light them up this uh, this week plus again jalen rager back dallas goddard might be playing i think dallas is gonna they're gonna get hurt i think they're gonna get hurt but i think if lane johnson moves too fast he's gonna be done for the season i i just i don't see how you i don't Mm -hmm. see how you do it i i i i i i I respect the heart but i i wouldn't i wouldn't try that if i were him just just yeah because you got we're on a bye week after that just let the sprain sprain heal for two weeks and, and three weeks now. After that, and then he'll I think he'll be good. Just you know,
0: telling you it's 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 something, man. And and like I said, it just goes to show again when you go franchise by franchise, it's it's tough to try to find a franchise that has I, a, a legit Mount Rushmore I'm in different ma- eras too.
2: Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that.
0: It's it's, it's I mean. Just, just to name a few, like, you have Eddie George, of course, the ones that people know off top. You have Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. one of the few running backs to rush for 2,000 yards in a season, almost even beating Eric Dickerson's record.
2: Had yeah. That season yeah. stretched yeah. longer. Yeah.
0: He was on pace to he do was, so.
2: He was there, yeah.
0: You had yeah. Lindell White, who was a 1-2 combination with Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. right? have that season we had DeMarco Murray, Deion Lewis. <laughs> you know, and of course, oh yeah. Of course, of course you can't forget Derrick Henry. Uh so it's 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 a lot that well,
2: he's talking say. about he's talking about uh, uh 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 the Mount Rushmore of the of the the, the franchise in general, right? I would right. like to see who has the better one to punch.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Cause you remember when Atlanta had uh Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman? True. Like how wow. crazy they were. Yeah. I I would I would like if we we might have to talk about that next week. We that's, that's something to talk and...
0: about. Cause that actually reminds me of again Smash and Dash. That Smash mm-hmm. and Dash era with Chris Johnson and Lindell White. Because Lindell White was your power back, could run it up the middle and red zone mm-hmm. and goal line situations. CJ was your man that you could just use elusively to get the big yardage, the big gains yeah. and just, yeah. the, you know, so, yeah, no, I I would love to see what everybody that down. can come up with. That's definitely something to talk about. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Something to talk about. So uh, real quick, uh, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, I will open the floor up to say, given this week, uh, seeing as how we already have a game currently going on and is the start of week eight. Give me your top three best games of the week you think are going to happen.
2: Okay. So definitely, um, definitely uh, Pittsburgh and and Baltimore. Uh, I think Patriots bills. I think that's going to be very, very intriguing. That's a division, another divisional game. I, f- I forgot that was happening this week. Um Hmm. 49 ers Seahawks.
0: Mm, okay.
2: so 49 so ers Seahawks bought uh Baltimore Pittsburgh uh Patriots Bills.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Those got I think those are going to be the top 3 games this week.
0: So, from what I'm seeing right now, I am going to go with Definitely Patriots, Bills. I am going to go with, hmm, I'm actually going to go with, yes, Ravens and Steelers, of course, Those that's a given, definitely. And actually, I'm torn right now between Raiders, Browns. And Saints Bears, but you know what? I'm thinking I'm gonna go with Saints Bears. I think that's gonna be an interesting surprise game.
2: That's gonna be interesting. Uh, uh, Nick Foles versus Drew Brees.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I with that think Chicago defense that Drew Brees is up against.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I
0: think that that's got some potential uh, if... to do something. I don't know. Is that is
2: that in New Orleans?
0: Actually, it's in Chicago.
2: It's in Chicago.
0: Yes, in Chicago.
2: If I'm not mistaken, I think this is the first time that Nick Foles has gone a- against. I could be wrong about this, but I think this is the first time he's gone up against them since we lost to the Saints. Um. What was that? I think that was to go to the NFC Championship <clears throat> the year prior Nick's Nick's last year in in uh in Philly where Alshon we had the opportunity to win that uh, and that that ball just went through Alshon's hands.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: I think this is the first time. I think this is the first time he's faced him uh since that game. So it'll be intriguing. It, he he's got he's got he's got some I, I their their offensive line is just horrible too. I, I,
1: yeah,
2: I don't know what to say about them. Uh, I, I I I don't know. <laughs> I know this is know. this is just this is oh man. I I feel bad for for specific uh for uh, certain teams that have these quarterbacks that that are in these precarious positions because of offensive linemen that either can't play that are on the mm-hmm. field um Guys that are injured or guys that had decided to opt out for the season. It is, it, this season is putting it's it's putting a toll on on a lot of guys. You can see it. You oh, can yeah, see yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's a chokehold for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, way to put it. It's a way to put. It. <laughs> it's way to put it. Yeah, it's a chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> ah. You never know what's coming next. But, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as as always, all good things. Must come to an end, and this is definitely the end of the sideline guys. Yes, sir. For the week, haha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not for good, (laughs) haha. Didn't want y'all thinking that now. Therefore, uh, by all means, Mister Myers, tell the people where they can find you.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, so you can follow me, Derek underscore O T S D E R R I C K, um, but more don't don't follow me follow the page man at ots guys on all social media platforms uh we're, we're on uh facebook instagram twitter uh look for us on youtube we are we have a uh, couple of shows parker gailey uh who is uh one of the hosts on 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 the sideline guys will be the host of one of our new shows that is that is gonna be uh it's gonna be strictly on youtube um, so be on the lookout for that that will be coming out i think he he he's excited to get that going i think in the next week or so so it's very possible you might be seeing that very soon so be on the lookout for that um and check us out www.otsguys.com i'm getting better with doing that i'm trying to learn i'm trying i'm trying to i'm trying to match up to you but at the beginning i was really i was really stumbling over that mess but it's now getting a little smoother you know it's like yeah, it's like practice. ironing out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> practice makes perfect, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Yes, sir. As you
0: know, but as as Derek Myers mentioned, uh, you can follow your boy uh, on Instagram at Dwayne Dickey Jr. That is my Instagram page uh, for my hosting and and things of that. Some music, but mostly for those of you who are into music, I am an artist as well in my spare time. So if you want to follow that, you can check out Highlight Life on Instagram and Twitter as well. That is Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. But as Mister Myers said. Don't just follow me. Follow O-T-S. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Trust me, you want to follow this movement. We got a future giveaway coming again. It's about yeah. that season and about that time. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, make might sure you some- subscribe.
2: It might have something to do with a PS5. Ooh. You never Wait know. Wait
0: a minute. You never know. Did I just hear that right? It could be a PS5, it could be an Xbox Series X. You never know, ladies and gentlemen.
2: I said it, it might have something to do with one. <laughs> right? You might it be getting be a anything. console, you might be getting a game, you might be getting a, a controller, you might be getting a, 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 a online uh gift Camera, card or whatever. Or subscription, you never you know. know. You never, you know. never know. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, We're ironing that out.
0: Stay tuned. Okay, make sure everybody this is everybody, not just YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, you already know what to do because we live, baby. So, YouTube, if you're watching, if you've been streaming, you already know what the deal is. And even if you're watching the, you know, the tape back, the playback, you know, on YouTube, even yes, if you're sir. not watching it with us live, again, as you watch this, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button and then hit the notification bell. Select all notifications so that way. You'll keep it locked and you'll know when we about to drop something to let y'all know when that giveaway come around and you can get that free item that might be a console, might be a game, might be a subscription. You never know.
2: Never but you gotta know. keep
0: it locked in order to know. So if we ain't keeping it locked, you you're gonna be a knot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We yeah.
2: don't want you to be a knot. We gave away those Jordans uh, a few months ago, and I there was um uh the guy that won them, uh Romy. He he told me that. He has some people that are like, not getting no free shoes. Joke's on them. <laughs> he got some free shoes. Got some free shoes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
0: Fresh off the presses. Oh, yeah. Straight up yeah. to NYC, baby.
2: Yeah, yeah. We
0: not playing around right here on OTS. We're trying to let y'all know this is legit, okay? So, oh, yeah. for my audio listeners out there, that applies to you too, okay? Make sure you head over and you follow Ots guys, follow OTS, all things OTS. Okay. You can go on YouTube, YouTube.com slash on the sidelines, YouTube.com. Now it doesn't have an official slash. So what you have to do, you subscribe
2: to the and get that. our official yes, slash. Yes,
0: exactly. You have to subscribe <laughs> so that when we get, you know, YouTube wants a certain oh. amount of, of subscribers. So when we get that certain amount and we're getting there because we're we're on the road to a hundred, ladies and gentlemen. We are at 58 mm. right now.
2: 59 now. So
0: you 59 now see congratulations shout out to number 59 we are on the road to 60 somebody out there listening i need you yes you to go subscribe on the sidelines on youtube and become the 60th follower no you can't get anything specific but we will shout you out if you let us know who you are okay trust me every every follow every subscription matters all right so don't worry don't get discouraged if you don't get anything from being the 60th follower you know what i'm saying we're on the road to 100. (laughs) When we get to 100, that's when we do something very, very, very special for our people there because every 100 milestone is something to do something for. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave five stars, leave a review, let us know who you are, what you think about the show. Are we giving you great content? Are we being factual? Because that's kind of what we stand our foundation on. So are we being factual? Are we giving you everything that you want to hear? Are we talking about the subjects you want to know about? Let us know so we can definitely be sure to tune up and be better and better every single week. Also, same thing goes for my Spotify aliens on Spotify out there. Make sure you hit that follow button. Keep it locked. Let us know. We are always dropping content week after week for you. And of course, YouTube, again, y'all already know what the deal is. Again, we are always dropping content for you guys. So just keep it locked, man. We got a lot coming up. Coming up on next week's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest that will be joining us on this very show on the sideline, guys. A NBA reporter by the name of Ashley Neville, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure, especially if you are an NBA head out there, make sure you come and check us out and check us talking and interviewing and discussing NBA and sports with Miss Ashley Neville, who will be joining us on the show next week. So you too, make sure you're tuned in live because we will be live at 7 PM next week. I would like to shout out everybody on six families radio, shout out everybody that's been listening. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, we appreciate you. We thank you. Most importantly, we love you. And that's well, At this time, that's about all I've got. That's about all my co-host has. So uh, we about to go hit the sidelines. It's time to roll. Time out. Peace.